Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. With prices soaring at the pump, filling up can be stressful. That's why Discover has your back with cash back. Use Discover to earn 5% cash back at gas stations and Target. Now through June, on up to $1,500 in purchases when you activate. We know every dollar matters right now, but you can count on us. Get up to $75 cash back this quarter with your Discover It card. Limitations apply. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Michiana People podcast. In this episode, I talked to Kurt Heckerman. Kurt is a South Bend native currently residing in Canada, but living in Canada doesn't stop Kurt from remembering his hometown and coming back to help in a big way. Kurt is a big part of Everybody Has a Story here in South Bend. Everybody Has a Story is a group of fantastic people who put a big effort into helping the South Bend school system by hosting events with great local talent and donating the proceeds to a school need. This year, the Pearly Fine Arts Academy will be the recipient for the donations received by seeing the shows that Kurt and friends organize. The proceeds will allow Pearly teachers to buy art supplies, musical instruments, and all the things that many teachers end up having to buy from their own pockets. Now, the first show this year will be June 10th at Martha's Midway Tavern and Dance Hall here in Mishawaka, and the show will feature Janet Hines Norris, Scott Cavanis, Jake Carpenter, Johnny and the All-Stars, and it's going to be hosted by Curtis Lord, who we will learn about in the interview. The big show is still in planning stages, but mark your calendar for October 14th, and it will be held at Vegetable Buddies, which is one of the finest music venues you can find. This is a wonderful interview, and Kurt is truly an inspiring young man. I'm so happy to meet people like Kurt because it makes me want to be a better person. You'll be inspired too, I'm sure. Keep listening after the interview. Curtis Lord ran in and did a wonderful song for you. Maple Trinks is a sponsor and I work there. How long could your business operate if you could no longer use your software or connect to the internet? How much of your business data can you afford to lose? What level of productivity do your computer users need to maintain in order to stay profitable? If you'd like to talk to me about your computer network and know where you stand, you can call me at 574-537-5838 or shoot me an email at scurtis at mapletronics.com. There is no charge for my consultation or network evaluation. Give it a shot. If you're a business owner or in business development, you might have noticed how much harder it is becoming to get people's attention. As technology improves, the ability for consumers to choose when, where, and how they are exposed to a business's advertising or messaging improves too. Vala Marketing takes an interactive approach to getting and keeping attention using things like great social media, mobile-friendly websites and applications, search engine optimization, and original content creation. Vala can manage your entire digital marketing efforts on a monthly basis. If you're having trouble keeping up, would like to grow, or just need to figure out how to get people in the door or on your website, Vala Marketing would like to speak with you. Give them a call at 574-606-6696 to set up a free consultation or a free audit of your digital marketing efforts. 
And when you call, congratulate Grant and the Vala team on their new office in Elkhart. They're getting ready to move in. Started the demo this weekend and will be moving in soon. I'm excited for them. So here comes uh, Kurt Heckeman. Wonderful, wonderful interview and a great song afterwards. Listen, be inspired. I record onto that because I work in IT and I don't trust computers. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, I put a lot of stuff into that little guy that is the only thing that I trust to actually put that put it on. Then I make three backups of it right when I'm done. I've been trying to put together an inexpensive home studio, and uh, for years, I, my needs are very small. I you know, mm -hmm. do an acoustic guitar, and, right? You know, add in some. Uh, some drums and stuff periodically uh, but it's very hard uh, yeah. i i kind of began with uh electronic recording devices mm -hmm. and uh basically boards with recorders in them and, and uh they they worked pretty well excuse me they worked pretty well and then i went to more software-based recording uh uh into a uh, what they call it a daw um Mm -hmm. I can't remember it stands for all of it, but, the, but right. it's all run by software. And uh, I found I could not get a good sound mm -hmm. out of it. I didn't know if it depended on the computer. It was a laptop, a pretty decent laptop. Right. I just could not get the sort of rich sound I wanted out of it. So I'm mm -hmm. back to the other recording stuff. But I think to get to where I really want, uh, it's going to take some... Some investments. Right. Yeah. It's, it seems like everybody's going back to analog. So that, you know, that's yeah. the scene. The, the, the trend is back to the analog and the LP. So, yeah. Well, surprising. Well, we, we got into a good little conversation here already, but uh, thanks for coming, Kurt. We're going to mention this a few times during the conversation, but uh, Kurt is involved with Everybody Has a Story, and you may remember that I talked to Steve Salt several months ago when yep. they did their big show um, last year, and Steve spoke so highly of Kurt that I've been uh, kind of pursuing Kurt so I could talk to you too and uh just find out your take on all this so everybody has a story has a show coming up on uh, june 10th at martha's midway tavern and let me tell you if you've never been to martha's midway tavern you have absolutely have to go it's one of the coolest places in st joe county it's one of the coolest places in the united states because it was established i believe in 1927 and when you go in there, you go back to 1927, all the way from the cash register to the tables, to the chairs, to the stage. It's, uh, it's a really cool place. And uh, everybody has a story. I'm going to let Kurt talk about what the show is going to be about. But uh, it's, it's the, from what I understand, it's the brainchild of uh, Steve and Kurt and, uh, and a few other people that are either high school buddies or chums that have met along the way, um, a bunch of people who want to give back to the community, and they do so by putting on a show and giving the money directly to uh, one deserving uh, school in the South Bend school system. So uh, I, I was obviously at the show, um, the big show, right. and we got to speak uh, for a little bit, but yeah. you were busy uh, putting on the show, right so, the show. <laughs> so it was nice to meet you. And, uh, and, uh, I am 
just totally after talking to Steve, after being to the show, being at the show, I put myself in a spot where I'm going to make sure every year when you do anything, I'm going to be as big a promoter as I, as I can be, because what you're doing is good. That's so that was a really long introduction. But I appreciate you um, finding my house, which is not, not, not the easy. easiest thing no. in the world to do. And I appreciate you sitting down here in the studio. This is really cool. Well, it's my pleasure. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here. I'm glad that we had a chance to uh, meet last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you, Steve kind of uh, discovered you and, uh, and, uh, Got together with you guys. I'm glad to hear that he's has spoken glowingly of me uh, uh-huh. to you. He doesn't do that to me to my face. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't so, that the uh, way friends are? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Steve, if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've had a great time with this. We uh, uh, we're really just a group of people who knew each other way back when, and um, all in our own separate ways and lost contact with each other mm-hmm. as, as one does. And, uh, I ventured off to California after high school and then came back and ventured off to Canada, which I've been there for the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. And Steve, I know went off to Ball State where I was originally going to go. And, uh, uh, then he ended up in, in Michigan and Grand Rapids and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. The third rail here is, uh, Sherry Herman, um, who was a Steve's, I was a great, older than Steve and Sherry and, uh, but I was friends with Sherry, um, in, uh, in high school and she's an administrator in the physics department at uh, Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So she kind of got in on, on this when we were talking and it really, do you want me to tell you how it, how it began? Yeah. I want to, I want to hear your side. We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. This is my story and I'm sticking to it. Well, we were just sort of, through the miracle of technology, we all discovered Facebook somewhere around the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people's names popped up and, oh, yeah, I remember so-and-so. So we'd send friend requests and got chatting back and forth about the day, back in the day, and teachers and experiences and, you know, so on and so forth. And we had a lot, really great time. Well, part of that conversation was when I was young, I played at uh, Adams. Um, in front of the assembly at the beginning of the year, every year, twice. Mm-hmm. When I was a junior and when I was a senior. And back in those days, I'm 65 now, so this is the mid to late 60s. Back in those days, folk, sci- folk singing rock and roll was burgeoning and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Right. And we all fancied, fancied ourselves, uh, you know, folk rock stars or rock uh-huh. stars or whatever. And uh, I had learned to play the guitar and and... I'd learned that I could sing a little bit, and so I get to do those things. And uh, so I had a bit of a name uh, in my own uh, my own school for uh, being a musician, mm-hmm. and uh, used to play around places in South Bend. And in those days, there were very, very few places to play. Right, there were places for dance bands, mm-hmm. like the Elks, and, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But to a coffee house and that sort of stuff, we had a makeshift coffee house in South Bend. I remember down an alley. Um, and I'm not even sure if somebody didn't just break in and, and set up the coffee shop uh-huh. there for some reason. <laughs> I knew there was one in Elkhart uh, called Partly Dave's. Okay. Uh, we used to go to uh, periodically, but it was very underground and, and, mm-hmm. and hush hush. I, I played at the Stephen Center 
when they had some folk events there. Um, but there wasn't, there wasn't a lot. Steffen Center was a really cool event. Oh, the Steffen Vet Center was like the Mecca, you know, yeah. local Mecca. You were playing, uh, uh, Medicine Square Garden. Yeah. We I there. saw a couple, I saw a couple bands there and it's just, it's, it's big enough to hold yeah. enough people, yet it's intimate enough that you yeah. can, that you can be, feel like you're part of the experience. My sister-in-law, Karen Hahn, um, found a playbill with my name on it and a list of, it was a folk festival on mm-hmm. a list of singers playing at, uh-huh. at, uh, at the Stephen Center. And, uh, uh, she sent it to me, I did a copy of it to me. It was pretty, uh, uh, pretty fun, a pretty great memory. Yeah, that's cool. Anyhow, when I said to my friends, you know, my goal always was to play at the more civic. Mm-hmm. It was just a dream. Yeah. And, uh, they thought, oh, that was kind of cool. You know, do you think we could do it? And we all hemmed and hawed around about it. And then I was home visiting. And my, I said this to my brother, my younger brother, David Ackerman. And uh, he said, well, why don't you? And I said, what do you mean, why don't I? And uh, he said, hey, all we have to do is rent it. We must know a thousand people. Mm-hmm. I said, it's that easy? Yeah. And I said, yeah. So we did a little checking. And it's not that easy. It's cost <laughs> <laughs> more than $10,000 to... Uh, <laughs> You know, and we don't know that many people. So uh-huh. we had some good laughs about that. And, uh, uh, but people kept responding and saying, well, why don't we have a get together? Mm-hmm. Like a class reunion. Right. You know, we could maybe rent uh, some place and play some music and call some of the people from back in the day, even people who were out of town mm-hmm. and uh, see what we can we can make and before we knew it there were 300 people who were interested there was 400 wow and uh one of us said well why don't we make it a charity event and do it at the uh at the century center Mm -hmm. all right okay that's this is now starting to snowball into something that Uh i've never done a concert i've never (laughs) produced anything like none of us had and uh so i thought you know what i'm going to uh uh, I was I was very close to my mother. My last name is Heckemann, which is a German name. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, I thought that sounded too much like Engelbert Humperdinck, uh-huh. Kurt, Curtis Heckemann. Uh-huh. So I wanted a cool name, and uh-huh. I thought I'd take my mother's maiden name, Lord Curtis Lord. I always saw that in the marquee, uh-huh. and. Uh, so I thought, I'm going to be Curtis Lord. Uh-huh. And Steve said, that's great. And he got a picture of, that I'd posted when I was at Key West with a straw hat on. And he turned it into a poster with Curtis Lord. And it was so cool. And uh, Steve does some really cool oh, stuff. Oh, he, he's amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, I can, uh, I, I think I can feel free to say some nice things about him since he's not here. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but really, um, his, his use of uh, color... Uh, to me, is uh, is astonishing. We're now going into our fourth year, mm-hmm. and we've got so we've got three years of posters uh, that he developed for the uh, for our show, and they're all, in my view, award winning uh, pieces of work. They're art in themselves. Yeah, uh, and what he did for Billy Six Nicks last year, and I'll talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that later, was just phenomenal. I got one of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're I had to have it. I got them all over my. I got them all over my house. My yeah. wife is starting to get a little impatient <laughs> with me. <laughs> uh, so, um, there we were, and we were selling tickets, and we were calling people, and bringing in from California and Texas and local people, and we kind of formed 
who we thought we were in this process. And mm-hmm. so at one meeting, I think it was me, it could have been Steve or Sherry, but I, I think it was me, uh, when that, when, when asked what will be the title of this, and I think I said, well, everybody has a story because mm-hmm. this is about, uh, this is about the grassroots people of South Bend mm-hmm. and people coming together to make a difference. Let's celebrate the stories of ordinary people, mm-hmm. uh, who bring extraordinary change to, uh, uh, to the world around us. Mm-hmm. You have to appreciate that. Um, did you grow up in this area? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Lakeville. Right, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a Lakeville uh, LaVille High School yes, 1982 right, graduate. Right, right. I knew. So I started, I actually started working in South Bend when I was 16 at Farrell's Restaurant right. at Scottsdale Mall. So, right. Well, um, we graduated in 70, 71. Mm-hmm. I knew Lakeville well. Actually, I had several friends who were down there. Um and when we were kids, I remember when, when Sudebaker closed at the end of the 60s, my father's sales business was closely tied mm-hmm. to uh, to them, and we were terribly afraid that we were all going to go to the poorhouse. No. And, uh, and, and so we were part of the decline of South Bend. Mm-hmm. It really hit South Bend hard in a way that even we didn't fully appreciate. Uh, at the time, luckily there were still Bendix and you know uh, some other heavy industry uh, here, but it was the beginning of a of a serious decline in South Bend. And for us kids, South Bend was not a very welcoming mm-hmm. place. That wasn't you know aside from sports mm-hmm. and school centric stuff, there weren't things like real coffee houses right. and places where we could go and create it by our uh, by ourselves mm-hmm. and. It's an interesting feature if you look at the, if you look at South Bend, the city of South Bend, and one of those aerial views from the fifties and sixties. You notice that all of the businesses are turned away from the river. Yeah, backs of the businesses are on the river. Uh-huh. That's where the parking lots were, and the trash was, and the rats were. And right. It was a dirty river, and and uh, I was born in River Park. And my mother always told us not to go in that river, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I was actually born in River Park. I was in River Where Park for, um, I was on, my dad's going to correct me, but I think I was on 26th Street. Uh, we were on 30th. And 31st, then the 30th. first house I bought was on 27th Street. No kidding. Yeah. That's so cool. So we're river rats together. Yeah. Well, I knew there was a reason why we were attracted to each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, I was standing about five years ago. Six years ago, maybe, uh, I was, for whatever reason, I was standing at Sites Park in the spring, looking across at the Century Center, and it suddenly occurred to me that that was an image for the transformation of South Bend, because now the city was on the river. Mm-hmm. The river was now a feature of the city. The river defined the city. It mm-hmm. always did. Right. But... We were ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. We turned our backs to it. We were dirty. I don't want to mean. I don't mean dirty. We we were a, a, a rusty uh, industrial town. Yeah. And we've been trying to pull ourselves. We've been trying to give ourselves a new identity for a very very long time. Many many things have failed. Mm-hmm. Um, tried and failed, and I admire the people for trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, a lot of things didn't work. And for some reason in the last 15 years or so, something's taken hold. And it's been through entrepreneurs. It's been through the growth in the arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been through a closer association with Notre Dame mm-hmm. influx of uh, students who are staying mm-hmm. uh, here, uh, people who have been wise enough to give them reason to stay, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And it's a, uh, I know South Bend has lots of problems. I grew up here. I knew it had a lot of problems when mm-hmm. I was young. I know there are a lot of problems with the, with the crime and so on and so forth, poverty. Um, but I really believe that there are, there is such a strong impetus to meet those problems head on mm-hmm. by ordinary people mm-hmm. that um, I'm confident that uh, we're going to make great headway. I have never felt this way about my hometown mm-hmm. until after I retired and brought my own life experience back here and mm-hmm. saw what was going on. Now, I've always been pretty close to South Bend because mm-hmm. um, my father and grandfather started a business here called Curtis Products Incorporated. They make uh, fabricated tubing mm-hmm. uh, a lot for the, uh, uh, for the uh, agricultural industry. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing that since the late 50s. And so, um, although I've never been, well, I was briefly part of the business when my father uh, the family bought my father up mm-hmm. in his retirement, but I've never run the business. My brothers have done that and uh, sisters. And uh, uh, so, but I've always had a finger on the pulse of the city um, because they're a significant employer mm-hmm. uh, here. And I've come back to visit quite a bit because I've got seven brothers and sisters. So uh, we're, we're a strong family. So I've, I've always been close to South Bend, mm-hmm. even though I've been away for uh for uh, many, many years. Mm-hmm. I retired. And after I retired, this thing snowballed, as we've just talked about. Uh-huh. It became Everybody Has a Story. And and we, lo and behold, the date came, the first event. Mm-hmm. We had absolutely no idea what we were doing. It was, it was, <laughs> it was chaos. But people came. Yeah. And we tried Isn't chaos to- fun, though? Oh, it, absolutely. And I, got, I, I do have to say one thing before I forget. Uh, and I didn't tell Steve this. When I saw the name, Everybody Has a Story, I wanted to trash my podcast name and rename <laughs> it Everybody. <laughs> because... It, Michiana People Podcast is okay. It's got some alliteration. Yeah, it's it's yeah. there. It's sure. it, it's okay. But some folks don't like the word Michiana. But everybody has a story. That's exactly what I would like for my podcast to represent the the story behind people. So I. I'm not going to change my URL. I'm not going to change the name, <laughs> but I'm a little jealous that you came up with it. And I I'm, 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 uh, why do I feel good about that? <laughs> the other thing, um, before I forget, the, the other thing I've noticed, um, and, and I've said this when I've talked to other, other folks, you know, we've been in Mishawaka since before. Well, no, right after our kids were born, we moved from River Park to Mishawaka, and we um, we would go to Michigan quite a bit. We would go 
to Mishawaka, we go to Goshen. We, we just didn't go to South Bend very much. Mm -hmm. And we, we finally, um, something was happening at South Bend Brew Works, and we went there, and then we just started walking along, seeing all the places that have sprung right. up that we didn't really even know about. And now Lisa and I find ourselves in South Bend more more often than not. Well, that's the funny thing, uh, Scott, because as I said, I, I came back regularly for many, many years, and I didn't go downtown. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until that sort of revelation, I knew all of the places were down there, but uh, that sort of revelation at, at Sites Park made me really look at the downtown <laughs> for the first time. Yeah. Because I was conditioned to think of downtown South Bend. Uh, no, yeah. thank you. Uh, so it's, uh, that's very interesting. Yeah, and those Sites Park shows are so cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lots of fun. There. Yeah. Well, it gave me a great personal opportunity uh, because I had quit uh, as a musician after I came, uh, after I left high school and went to Hollywood, I always say that I uh, I went there to become a rock and roll star and I had a wonderful, lot of wonderful experiences, but stardom was not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I came back to drive a truck and then eventually, you know, went to school and uh, went forth to seek my fortune. Uh -huh. But I stopped playing altogether. I sold my guitars and, and uh, very, very rarely uh, played for many, many, many years. Uh -huh. And after I, I retired, I, I'd run a, a computer business for uh, 25 years. And after I retired, I just started, I had an old guitar and I mm -hmm. just started playing it again. And I had... Uh, I had lost my voice and, and uh, I, I smoked very heavily for 40 years mm -hmm. and uh, I lost my voice and uh, arthritic hands and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But I just kept playing and I quit smoking and I voice started to come back a little bit and playing more and more. And so this kind of gave me an opportunity to take a, get in a time travel machine and go back and play with some of my friends. Uh -huh. and it was all for, Good memories of good right. times, yeah. And uh, you know what? What's better when you when you're 65 to relive some moments when you were 15? Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was really was the motivation uh, behind it. And I invited a lot of friends that I knew from back in the day, and we put on a show, and it was really equivalent to a bunch of eight years old eight year olds putting on a uh -huh. you know, show in the backyard <laughs> with a makeshift curtain and all, yeah, that, inviting yeah. all the parents. And, and, uh, uh, it's like, what's that movie with uh, Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney? Yes. Uh, Let's put on a show. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> That's what we were. And But we got close to 500 people, and we we picked a charity, and we generated about $7,000 for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were going to bowled over. When it was all over, it went way too long. Um, <laughs> you know, it was four hours long yeah and, uh, we had no idea on how to how to put a cap on the time or uh -huh. script it or any of that sort we're tripping all over ourselves but we had some really good acts too and yeah. we had a lot of talented people and we had fun and when it was over i just sort of said well who wants to do this again and steve and sherry both stepped forward uh, and some others said, well, we'll help, but I don't have the time. That was a lot of commi time commitment. It was. Mm -hmm. And we, we just sort of said, okay, Steve and Kurt and Cherry will kind of run it. And so we formed a company and uh, did all the legal things you have to do to have insurance mm -hmm. and you know, all of that stuff. And right. we thought, 
well, the next year we'll put on a good concert because there was issues in the in the big discovery room there. We there were issues with the sound and uh, so on and so forth. So we went to the old Laughlin uh, Auditorium the next year, mm. and it was a marvelous concert. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the quality of it was just fantastic, um, and uh, but it wasn't festive at the at. At the Discovery Room in the Century Center, we had tables, we had a couple of right. bars open, and, you know, people could get up and talk, elbow with their friends, and, mm-hmm. and talk and have a grand time. Right. It wasn't festive in the same way. It was successful. Yeah. Probably, quality-wise, it was the best concert we'd Right. Done. Yeah, the O'Loughlin's more, it's... It's, it's a performance it's kind, Yeah, it's like it's kind of like the Morris, in yeah. that you're sitting in rows. Absolutely. And, and I I can see you're, you're, trading, you're trading one aspect for another aspect when yep. you do that that's right yeah so next year and and uh just so everybody knows we we have lo- we have only local acts mm-hmm. and uh we have storytellers who tell tales of of uh notable people mm-hmm. uh, and that's sort of our mission um and so the next year we decided we'd go back to the century center and and have a more festive event and that worked well. They, they by this time we had a much better idea of how to how to uh, script out an event and mm-hmm. how to time the whole thing. So our timing was much better. Um, we took some care to make sure the sound was was good. It all worked. Our main storyteller, however, had the flu and couldn't perform. So mm-hmm. uh, we missed a really great story we wanted to give to the people of South Bend. It was a story of the death of Officer Howard Wagner, uh, who was killed. Um, in 1934, uh, when the Derringer gang came to uh, mm-hmm. came to South Bend and robbed a bank. Yeah, great story. Uh, we unfortunately didn't get to tell it. I'm, we're going to tell it again in the uh, in the in the future. So that was fine. Um, I understand. It, there's a lot of different sides to that. There's story. a lot of different sides to the story. It's very, it's very, very interesting. Uh, very interesting story. Uh, Told well. It's uh, it's it's very compelling. <laughs> um, we supported. We decided last year. The first two years we had supported uh, mentoring uh, for kids, and some causes for animals. Hmm. And we decided we would refocus and support Madison Primary uh, School in the, in the public school system. We are products of the public school system, mm-hmm. and uh, we are friends and here because of being part of that system so we thought we would we would try to raise some money for the for the young ones uh because honestly when it comes down to it if you want to make a better world you should try to make better people yeah and uh one way to make better people is giving uh kids um what they need Mm -hmm. to uh, lift themselves up so we believe in that very strongly. And this year, that was successful. We we're very happy with that. Um, this year, we're going to support uh, the Pearly, um, Pearly uh, Primary uh, Center. They are what they call a magnet school, mm-hmm. and they're magnets for the arts. So they, uh, they draw in kids who want, at the early ages want to learn you know, music, instruments, mm-hmm. uh, dance theater all right. that kind of stuff which I think is really, really mm-hmm. cool and so um, that's going to be our focus for this year but we're changing venues we're going to go to Vegetable Buddies this year 
um, which is on October 14th, uh, a non-Notre Dame football Saturday. (laughs) It's a good idea. That's right. You can't compete with that. Um, Folks, if you haven't been to Vegetable Buddies, you got to go. Vegetable Buddies is I love Vegetable Buddies. It's got a heritage. Um, It was started by some people that I went to school with. Mm -hmm. And uh, they ran it basically through the 70s. Now, I wasn't here a lot during the 70s. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had been there a couple of times, but it became iconic. Um, and they didn't know what they were doing, I don't think, and they kind of just it all fell apart at one point. Mm-hmm. But they had a wonderful time yeah. doing it. I shouldn't say they didn't know what they were doing. They were young and uh, open to lots of things, and it was basically a blues bar. Right. And it brought a lot of interest to downtown mm-hmm. South Bend. Well, they got out of it, and Vegetable Buddies eventually closed uh, and has... Only recently been revived by a guy named Jeff Harrison, yeah. uh, who uh, it had been different restaurants, and he he opened it up as Vegetable Buddies, and has been getting acts in there. And you can get two to three hundred people in there. We were playing in places where you could get a thousand, mm-hmm. um, but we decided that since we were really drawing three to four hundred, that Vegetable Buddies would be. A more intimate and more festive mm-hmm. venue for us. Plus, Jeff Harrison, I got to give him a big shout out. Um, he has reduced our costs tremendously. I mean, he's virtually giving us all of the his, his state of the art um, audio equipment and his techs for nothing, mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, for this charity event, and that gives us a lot of latitude in terms of what we can give to. Uh, the, you know, the groups were supporting. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jeff is a wonderful guy. He's a, he's I a, interviewed him right before he opened. Right. And I think sometimes I expect him to send me a, a message on messenger on a, if there is a week that goes by that I don't go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Scott, where are you at? Are you okay? <laughs> he's a good guy and he's got a great situation. Uh, I think he's a smart business guy and he knows we get a lot of people in there. Uh, he doesn't need to charge us. Uh, he'll make money on, right. the, on the, on right. the deal. And, uh, he's also very community minded. Yes. So he's happy to have that identity and to support groups like, uh, like us. Uh, so we're absolutely thrilled. So we're designing a show this year, um, around that venue and uh i'm gonna do some things that are a little bit we haven't done yet i'm not gonna talk about them yet because i i haven't <laughs> fully formed them uh but i should add that our our process is that we have in in late december or early january we select our our, our recipient mm-hmm. uh then we go through the whole process of contacting people and getting getting them on board we design steve designs the uh the poster for the event and we uh we admire it sherry and i uh-huh. that's our jobs <laughs> <laughs> so do i and uh and uh he goes through he'll often go through several uh iterations of it you know he'll start off with a central idea mm-hmm. and then add or subtract until it's formed uh, with input from uh with input from us mm-hmm. um but I've never, I've never been anything that I, I that I didn't like. So, um, and 
you know, it just, it, uh, that's a fun part right. of the process for me. Mm-hmm. Then we call in local people of interest who've given us support and we all sit down and talk about, um, we give, have a little lunch and mm-hmm. you know, Sherry makes potato soup and yeah. we, <laughs> we have a lot of fun and have a little round table discussion. Uh, we want input from the people, uh, in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we take their, their thoughts and we put it all together and we start to make the show. Uh, the first year I wrote a song called everybody has a story mm-hmm. for the show. And, uh, I've written a song this year, um, uh, for this show, which I will probably play as the opening number. Uh, then we go, then we, we have an initial event and this year it's called the song fest. Mm-hmm. And this year it's on June 10th at Martha's Midway Tavern, Saturday, June 10th. And in that, it really is a fun opening fundraiser for the charity group. In this case, last year it was Madison Primary. This year it's Pearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of the teachers come, but of course it's open to, uh, open to the public and we mm-hmm. sell tickets online. Um, there's an event bright site, so you can go to, um, uh, you, you can go to fa- on Facebook. You can just look up uh, Songfest. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a story, and uh, uh, you can find it there. We charge ten dollars at the door. We have tons of items to raffle off. Right. We do a fifty-fifty. It's more like you know, back in the old day, a, yeah. an old smoker. You yeah. Know, what they yeah. used to uh, mm-hmm. just, uh, just a, an old-fashioned fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, and we uh, we have uh, Axu come in. Uh, and play. Uh, so this year it's going to be me and, uh, uh, Jake Carpenter, who is a great young, uh, kind of country performer. Mm-hmm. Scott Cavanis, uh, who is, was part of the Moonshine Crooners and, uh, uh, also played with Jake, uh, in the mm-hmm. Moonshine Crooners and they're going to do some stuff together. Um, we're going to have Janet Hines Norris. Um, mm-hmm. going to come back and perform for us, and she'll also be in the big show in October. And Janet is a Janet is a wonder. She's she a, really is. She's a, an amazing. Uh, I don't know how you describe her. Is she kind of a beyonce or a? Yeah. I don't know what. She, <laughs> I I just don't know how such a big voice comes out of uh, such need a, a small small body. <laughs> she doesn't need a microphone. Yeah, and I know she's a, she's this. Beautiful thin woman who works out, and you wouldn't think yeah. she, could, she <laughs> literally could could shout the house down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's uh, uh, she's always a delight. Yeah, and we have a group of uh, kind of a mixture of guys. Um, I think from uh, Terry and the Heartbeats and some friends and so on and so forth. Um, I think they're calling themselves Johnny and the All-Stars. Okay. And they're going to do our, our rock numbers and stuff. Yeah. And then some uh, folks from Memphis Underground, they've got uh, a gig from 6 to 8, but they're going to come over afterwards. I played with these guys, and we usually do uh, we usually do a lot of blues stuff mm-hmm. uh, with them. So it's a... Sean, Sean and Steve are just Oh, yeah, I know. They're, they're, I they're wonderful. I, I, getting, I love the whole band, but, man, I... I we started following them right. like right at the inception yeah. and it, it, the, between them and Billy and the Motown machine, if they are playing, we will like change our schedules to oh, yeah. go see them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Well, as you know, we featured Billy last year mm-hmm. um, as a notable uh, in our concert, and we were very pleased to do that. Steve had done a special poster uh, for him. Um, and that's one thing we want to make sure we do is is give credit where credit's, credit's due mm-hmm. in the city. We want young people to know uh, about these guys. I mean, Billy's in his 80s, had an amazing musical career. Uh, we want to get the word out to, you know, really, Scott, we want to get the word out to do, we want to get diverse communities together mm-hmm. and to see the good that each of those communities is doing in the in in in, uh, in South Bend. Um, that's personally important to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we're, I think we've been doing it and I think we can get better at it. Um, the underlying below all of the fun, mm-hmm. and believe me, it's lots of fun. Yeah. Uh, is that feeling or that sensation that you really want to make a contribution. You want to make some sort of, as Steve says, pay it for it. Right. And, and, uh, We want to feel at the end of the night uh, that people have been entertained, that they've enjoyed themselves. Uh, but we also want them to feel that they've been inspired and informed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the inspirational people in our community who will who will do that. We just have to get them right and get them in the right place. So one of the things, and I don't mean to interrupt. No, you, no, no, one no. of the things you know, I've. I remember the conversation with Steve and subsequent conversations and um, I'm sitting here talking to you and you guys are both pretty modest about your part in all this. And then when I went to the show last year, you guys said a few words and you played a couple songs, but it was all about the kids. It was all about the acts. You, you guys kind of, you, even though you're the, the the mastermind, you kind of faded and let and, and let the music and everything do the talking. But I gotta say, you guys really inspired me. Well, that's and, wonderful. And this podcast is, you know, I this was a midlife crisis for me. <laughs> and I and that. Yeah. when the kids move out and and, yeah. and you got empty nest syndrome, I could have either bought a a, a convertible and 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 started. Uh, drinking or i i could do something positive and i thought well let's do this and i can't tell you how much i have been inspired and and awaken on on different things and this everybody has a story thing you know you know i got a hold of that and i said now this is real people doing real things just for the people i you know it's just for the sake of 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 helping and i was just it 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 warmed my heart after i talked to steve it warmed my heart after i went to the show and you know i i stalk you guys on facebook now just to (laughs) just to see what you're doing um because i i just think it's it's the coolest thing so like i said you guys are kind of modest about what you do but if you don't think that you're getting through to people i can tell you there's at least one guy that you got through to well that's uh, i surely do appreciate that because you do uh at times wonder if you're really getting yeah you know and you're uh and i found that that uh 
It's important to stay fresh on your message. If you just keep parroting the same things you originally came up with, mm-hmm. you get kind of flat mm-hmm. on it. And I, I try to, and because of that, I try to think of ways in which we can really achieve our goals that I had not yet thought of. So to me, it's very big and very important to, uh, Bear in mind that we all stand on the shoulders of somebody else. Right. And I was telling you earlier, before we started recording the story of my mother, who was a housewife, and mm-hmm. 300 people came to her funeral, which shocked me, but I they came because she did all these wonderful small things for people. Right. And I thought, you know, it's not just my family. Mm-hmm. It's everybody knows people like this, mm-hmm. and they're in, you know, they're associated with them in one way or the other. Uh, you know, the squeakiest wheels get all the, uh, uh, get all, get all the grease, but there are a lot of people out there just quietly going about their business, making the most profound difference in right. the community. So I think of adding, uh, interesting things. I'm, I'm, I may not do it this year, but there, there, uh, uh, there may be a segment soon, um, in which we tell stories of the untold stories of, uh, uh, police officers or firemen in, mm-hmm. in the in the city. There, you know, these guys. I know a lot of stories. As simple as a police officer, you know, coming to check out two runaways uh, at the bus station. They'd been uh, they had their money stolen and they were lied to and told to come here by some guy uh, mm-hmm. who was supposed to meet them. He bought them tickets to go back home. Yeah. You know, didn't throw yeah. him in the jail. He just bought him tickets to go back home. So those are the kinds of stories that, uh, oh, I have another one. If you don't, if you don't mind, no, there's, uh, I, and I got this because I was accosted in a friendly way <laughs> on the, on downtown South Bend by this police officer. Uh-huh. I'd just gotten out of my car uh-huh. and he said, sir, sir, he wanted me to sign some paper indicating that he'd seen me. Okay. I don't know. I guess they had, to, they had to prove to the chief that they were actually on the. So I said, "Well, I'm, I, I'm uh, sure. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll sign it." And I, I said, I told him who we were. He said, "Oh, yeah, stories." He said, "Yeah, I got a lot of good stories." He said, "You know, do you know uh, uh, Joe so and so?" And I said, "No, I don't know." He said, "Well, he's retired now, but uh, he was a character and blah blah blah." And he said, uh, "One time over at the East Race." There was a guy who jumped in the East Race uh, mm. late at night to commit suicide. And he said, have you ever been over there? It's not very deep. Yeah. And he's floundering around in, in there. And so this big strapping macho guy, police officer gets there and plucks him out. And the man was so overcome with gratitude and joy, he embraced him and kissed him. Uh-huh. And the officer <laughs> grabbed him and threw him back in. <laughs> He got suspended for a few days for that. <laughs> That's funny. Oh dear. So there are a lot of there yeah. are a lot of colorful, interesting uh, people doing things uh, profound and silly uh, in our city that makes this city uh, what it is. Mm-hmm. We want to tell uh, the the silly stories, and we want to tell the profound stories. Mm-hmm. And so. My hope is that as we gain momentum, more and more people will come forth uh, right. with interesting stories. Uh, we've done segments on family sayings, mm-hmm. uh, for example. Um, 
uh, just to add color into uh, mm-hmm. is one year the winner was uh, fake it till you make it. Yeah. You know, my dad had a whole <laughs> That's bunch story of, of my life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and the best ones that go through families go to the kids and to the grandkids and they all end up saying the mm-hmm. same thing. You get in, you get in that trouble. You just can't do it anymore. Yeah. And you say to yourself, fake it till you make mm-hmm. it. You get through it. It's funny. Going, going, uh, from everybody has a story and, um, I started, I started thinking and I, I, I wrote this idea down in my journal and it's, it's basically, um, talks about the, uh, an ordinary life right? and how, when you really sit back and look at your life, there's no such thing. No. Um, because extraordinary things have happened. And then when you're, when you really think about it every day, you have an opportunity to make somebody's life a little bit extraordinary. Just, just help, helping them put their groceries in the car. You know, the, the, the smallest things, and we were talking about that before we started recording, the, the things that stick in our memory as we, as we get a little bit older, it, it seems so minuscule at the time. It was just, just a, a very, very, very small, uh, point in time. But man, you can, you can actually, positively affect somebody's life by doing one small thing absolutely and then when you do a when you do a big thing like everybody has a story and put on a show you can you can impact even bigger and everybody that gets impacted there is going to go out and impact other people and other people and just it just goes like a wave it's like the butterfly's wings uh, I, i think that's a very profound way to put it of course the hope is that the most small thing that you do has a cascading effect right and if you truly appreciate that then you understand it's not about you it's not about ego it's not about right all that's that why you and effect. steve are so modest <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not when we get together <laughs> but it is gratifying personally to feel as though you are part of something, growing, mm-hmm. something dynamic, something positive. Um, I don't have to. I don't have to be the one who's done this. I just want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I want to. It, it, it's almost a thing that makes. Once you get it going, and you know, kind of push it forward, it gets a momentum of its own, and the, the other people could. Could do it. I hope they do. I hope, mm. they, I hope they come in to replace Steve and I and Sherry. And uh, I, I don't want to leave out Sherry because uh, Steve and I are kind of on the creative side, but we are uh, we're horribly irresponsible. <laughs> and, uh, and and Sherry is is uh, a wonderfully generous uh, person who reminds us that. We can't do everything we want to do, and we have to stay within budgets, and yeah. we have to do all that kind of stuff. But really, it's it's her love of children that has moved us more in the direction of, of uh, working with these kids mm-hmm. in, the, in the school system. Right. If you see, she she'll manage a, a number of things, not just the finances, but 
Uh, for example, we do note cards that we sell, and we pick the kids' art mm-hmm. to do it. And she just loves doing that. And I got a package of those last yeah. year. I just love them. Yeah, that, I can't give them away, though. No? <laughs> <laughs> well, they are. Uh, they are. They're wonderful. I they're know they're special. Some, I, I, Absolutely. Th- there will be a special day when I give it to a special person. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so... She has her own input into the uh, into the creative mm-hmm. process, and uh, a very very important part, often a less uh, less visible part of it. But I uh, I just want to underscore that she's uh, she in a large way makes this whole thing work. Right, and uh, it's Steve and I are very grateful for the uh, friendship that we've uh, uh, we've maintained. I think you and Steve her. have personalities very similar to mine. Yes. Very big ideas yep. have no way to understand how to actually make it happen. No, no, that's right. I want it to go directly from my head yep. to reality. Yep. Somehow you have to take steps along yep. the way and be sensible about it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very true. On the other hand, you know, you've got to have some big ideas and you got to take some risks, yep. you know, intellectual, emotional, artistic. Uh, if you want to produce anything, you have to be willing to... To fail and, and learn, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm not going to say that everything that we've done along the way has been a rousing, a rousing success. We've mm-hmm. had to adapt and change and uh, do various things. But I will tell you this, Scott: the dream of playing in uh, uh, more civic lives. Yeah, yeah, and I almost see this as a kind of an end game for me. Yeah, and my fantasy is by seventy. Okay. I want to have a concert with everybody as a story in more civic auditorium. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'll make that goal, but it's a fun goal to, uh, to have. It's a good goal. It's a good dream. Yeah. I'd like to make boatloads of money for, uh, whoever a recipient is. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see if we can get a couple of thousand people in there and feature, and then I, I could take all, Steve and Sherry and I could take all that we've learned over these years. It would By 70, it would be about eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. And bring those stories and those talents to a large stage that would feature all that is good about the people of South mm-hmm. and To me, this is a really fun dream and a way of saying uh, thank you yeah uh to my community uh so i'm i'm just beware that's always going to be there for me if i if, if i there, great if i find any way i can help you do that i definitely will we're going to need lots of uh scott curtis's on board yeah <laughs> <laughs> to get us there because we can't do the heavy lifting by ourselves yeah yeah that's <laughs> Yeah, I, I, um, I'm with you on that dream. That's cool. We just, uh, my wife just, um, we had friends give us tickets to see Dirty Dancing. Oh, yes. This, right. This last weekend. And as a typical guy, I didn't really want to go. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so, <clears throat> but I know how many things she's done for me. Watch me do comedy at stinky comedy yeah. clubs and stuff like that. And so I said, okay, let's do it. And, uh, it was actually really good. I was, uh, I, you know, I, I got into it and, uh, 
not my first choice. I'd rather see Spam a lot or something like that. But it was really, they really did a good job with the production. So I, uh, the Morris is so cool. I've got history with the Morris. Uh, the first concert I ever went to, my friend, my mom and dad were friends with uh, the guy who ran Sunshine Promotions in South right. Bend. Right. And um, so they went to see Ted Nugent and the Amboy Dukes oh at the Morris. <laughs> and they took little Scotty with them. Right. And I got sick because of the pot, and um, <laughs> we had to leave early. They didn't take me to any more shows. When I went to see Chuck Berry, I didn't go. Oh, when they went to see Bachman Turner Overdrive, I didn't go. When I went to see Elvis, I didn't go. I was done after that. <laughs> That's hilarious. I had to go to my own shows after that. But, uh, uh, yeah, the Morris, I've uh, I've got a good history. I saw Deep Purple there just a, not too, not, well, it seems like not very long ago. It's probably been 10 years. The last thing I saw there was Carol Channing in Hello, Dolly. Oh, okay. It's been a little a while. Little, long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they did a really nice job with the remodel, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And they, it looks like, looks like the Morris should look. I've been in it uh, and have looked around. Mm. Uh, we went over to, to uh, get some pricing on the Palais Royale. And ended up wandering over into the Morris mm. room, setting up for some act. And I can't remember who it was. And uh, I was, uh, I got, I got chills at the very thought that one yeah. day, one day, Curtis Lord could be okay. <laughs> on that stage. <laughs> I'm going to see how many more people I can get on board and get that, get this going for you. Maybe well, we can, maybe we can get it done by '68. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I might have a little bit more left in the yeah. tank. <laughs> so, um, just I, I want to make sure that we uh, plug the June 10th show. So, the June That's 10th right. show is at Martha's Midway. Um, as I said, it's one of the coolest places. If you haven't been there, it's one of the coolest places you can go to see a show. And that does it start uh, at 7? Starts at 7. Yeah. Uh, it's $10 cover. And it really, it's, uh, it's a great night to come with, you know, family and friends, let your hair down a little bit, and, and, uh, Enjoy some great music, mm -hmm. uh, really wonderful people, and get the ball rolling on raising some money for these kids at uh, Purley Prime. Right. And then the big show is October, October 10th. October 14th. Or 14th. And um, at Vegetable Buddies, and I'm, yep. I'm really glad you picked that venue. That's going to be cool. I think that's going to be... We're very excited about it. At all levels, I think it meets everything both in terms of quality of the audio uh, and, uh, well, the audiovisual uh, stuff is very good there. Uh, the techs working at it are, are, are good. The uh, food is great. The, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the venue is uh, comfortable. Yes. Um, so we're, we're going to, uh, and we're going to kind of break it up into two sections. First section will be, a more a lighter acoustic performance mm -hmm. with storytelling, more of a, a cabaret mm -hmm. kind of thing, and we'll kind of ask people to keep it down, you know, socialized. But uh, you know, we have some things to talk about, and we would right. like the audience to listen. And then the second half will be a dance. Mm -hmm. So we're, Memphis Underground will be out there. Janet right. Hines Norris will be out there. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll just be rocking the house down. Mm -hmm. So and I thought. From last year, especially, we had uh, uh, we had Terry and the Heartbeats, and we had Billy Sticks Nicks at the second half of the show. Right, and people were having a great time. 
Yeah. I was. Yeah. yeah, they were out there. So I think that people want that um, softer cabaret style experience for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, a little bit of dinner theater, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, let's stop talking and dance. Right. So. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, I'm about three beers in by then. There you go. Three beers in, I'm ready to dance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just just have to say that, you know, it was, you know, I think it was pure chance that I met Steve, and and then I met you through Steve. I think Steve looked you up. Yeah, maybe he did. Um, You were coming up on Facebook for some reason. Yeah. And he mentioned you to to me and Sherry, and he said, I'm going to check this guy out and see what he's got going on. Yeah, see. Because see what's wrong with them. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you that we consciously seek out uh, people who are a little bit off center. Yeah, you the found people, them. <laughs> they're the people who who do the interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, ever you know, ever since I I met Steve and now that I've talked to you, like I said, you guys you guys inspired me. Um, the the show inspired me, and you know, I'm just a lifetime supporter now and you know any anything i can do and you know my my web of influence gets a little bit bigger all the time um and you know hopefully we can get you into the morris here uh uh, if you uh, want to take that cause up uh we'll uh (laughs) i'm going to be with you every step of the way great Well, Kurt, I, I really appreciate you coming. Um, this is this has been a great talk, and you know, obviously, I'm inspired again. Uh, and you know, I'll definitely be there June 10th and October 14th, and uh, rocking with you and and uh, listening to some great stories. And well, Scott, I think that this is what you're doing here uh, is the essence of everybody has a story. You know, don't forget that back in the day, uh, communities survived by getting together at the barn or at the uh, central park or whatever, and the gazebo, and and people played music and they danced and mm-hmm. of all ages. Right. And um, the age of technology has been wonderful, but it's also caused us, I think, to move away from each other. Yes. And this kind of thing that you're doing and what we're doing is a way of getting people to put down their technology mm-hmm. and enjoy the basics of community, which is music making and storytelling right. and all of that kind of stuff. So you're you're just perpetuating a tradition uh, and keeping it as a tradition, which I think is at the heart of any healthy and strong community. So I want to thank you right. for well, what you've done. Well, I look forward to I appreciate a it. long, yeah. continued association. Yeah. And, uh, if you get me up on that stage on the Morris, you'll, you'll, I'll give you the comedy routine for the night. All so. right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm almost getting good now. So uh, <laughs> after a year of trying, I feel like I, uh, I, I'm almost a seven. So. <laughs> don't, you, don't you like that moment? I think anybody who puts themselves in for, uh, is, a, is an artist. Mm-hmm. When you're practicing or whatever, or you're up on stage, you have that sudden moment where it's no longer routine and you've really done something yep and yep. It, that feeling is exhilarating oh it's it's the best and and you know i'm one of those you know you wouldn't know it, but i'm an introvert and oh, I, I i absolutely love to be pushed out of my comfort zone though yeah. and, and it's just like bungee jumping without having to jump and huh. but 
I love getting up there and I love it when I bomb. I, I'm like, this, this, I'm alive, you know, it, 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 but when I, I've had a couple of those moments where it went pretty good and I'm yeah. thinking, yeah, this yeah, is pretty good. The, 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 this I isn't agree. so bad. And it's maybe dangerous to think this a little too much. Yeah. Right I'm going to take that away with a smile yeah. on my face. I, yeah. I, I, sure, I sure get that. <laughs> Well, thanks. Thanks so much for it. This has been a great time. My pleasure. Well, I'll tell you a little story. This is, uh, uh, anybody who creates anything knows that it's not a smooth process. And uh, we all have our own ways of doing it. Mm -hmm. And we all believe that what we've just done is might be the worst thing we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, You get all of the all the negative reviews out of the way. Uh-huh. This is a concept that I had been working on for a long time, and I could not find the song for it. And uh, it's called the. Uh, it's not the singer; it's the song. Mm-hmm. And I just could not. I knew that it had to be something that was a combination of folk, blues, maybe a little gospel, or maybe something. And it's not. It has elements of all of that. More folk, I think, than anything else. Um, but this song wanted to be written, and so I worked. The concept came to me about four years ago, mm-hmm. and I have recordings uh, of complete songs that I had to throw out because mm-hmm. they just weren't the song. Right. Until one day, I got this line, which was never the beginning, the first the first line of the song. This line, the, the first line is... I wished I had that healing power, uh-huh. just like them uh, preachers on TV. Uh-huh. I, I had never thought of that. Uh-huh. The second verse is uh, actually has always been the, the beginning of the song, uh-huh. but I couldn't break through until I had that. So I'll just I'll just play it. Okay. Oh, I'm in tune. <laughs> I hate to be fussy about this, but that, <laughs> that's off. And it's funny, I don't have the best ear. People who have real good musical sense of tone probably could have told that at the beginning that it was off. It wasn't until it got to from a G to a C chord uh-huh. that I could...
so long If I don't rise When the choir comes a-calling Someone else will carry on Not the singer, it's the song Woman's life is lived in labor Labor bears the sweetest fruit The fruit of love for all to savor In old age and precious youth And all the night is falling Grown so weary and the days have grown so long Takes a flint to spark an ember And an ember to raise a flame And the flame of deep desire Will inspire the fire of change And though the night is falling Grown so weary and the days have grown so long If I don't rise when the choir comes a-calling Someone else will carry on Nothing singer, it's the song Nothing singer, it's the song good folks you may not know this because you can't see but kurt heckerman ran out the door and then curtis lord came barging in with a guitar <laughs> and demanded to play a song and it's uh it's a great song that was beautiful thank you very you much. can hear more of kurt heckerman aka curtis lord at everybody has a story june 10th at martha's midway tavern at 7 p.m get there come on all We'll have fun. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Scott. That was great. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. You can't get much for five bucks these days, unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT, plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink, all for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price and participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii.